For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, a social media examiner production. I'm Eric Fisher. My host today is Kim Reynolds, and this is the show for marketers looking to stay on the leading edge of social media. We bring you expert opinions about the relevant social media news and how it impacts you. On today's show, we're going to explore the return of the chronological timeline on Twitter and new ways to, it sounds like a movie thing, uh, and new ways to sell your products directly from the Instagram app. And our special guests today are going to be Madeline Sklar and Jeff C. If you're watching this or listening to this, wherever you are with us on this, hit share, let us know that you care, that rhymes anyways. But we also want to make sure we see you at Social Media Marketing World. 2019. Join us and 7,000 fellow marketers at the mega conference designed to inspire and empower you. It's Social Media Marketing World 2019 in San Diego. Go to smmw19.com for more information. And with that, let's get into our first segment all about the Twitter chronological timeline. Our guest this week is Madeline Sklar. She's a serial entrepreneur, a community builder, a leading Twitter marketing expert. She's ranked the number one social media power influencer in Houston. And each week she hosts the Twitter Smarter Twitter chat that brings hundreds of people in an active one hour uh, discussion. And since launching two years ago, geez, this is a big number. It's reached 4.64 billion impressions. Billion. She also hosts the Twitter Smarter Podcast, the weekly social ROI chat that's presented by Manage Filter, and co-hosts the weekly Communities That Convert podcast with Kemi Husey. I hope I said Hoi- that right. Hoisa. Hoisa. Kemi Hoisa. So that's a lot of stuff. Jeez, welcome lot. to the show, Madeline. Great. Thank you. To see but you, you know again. what, Eric? That's actually some old information. The Twitter what? Smarter Twitter chat is three years old with six billion impressions. What? Okay, what? Grace, make a note of that. Grace. Crazy. I, I need like to explain we, some of my references. We have somehow. really built up an amazing <laughs> community there. That's huge. I am I'm, I'm proud that there's a Twitter chat. I think you're probably one of the biggest if well, you are the biggest. Twitter chat in existence right now. I'm pretty sure that's a safe bet to say that because I know there was another one that Buffer was doing, but they stopped. So they don't count anymore, right? Anyway, not to tear them down, but that's... (laughs) So let's get into this. Twitter blew the doors off everybody's brains this week when it came up that uh, basically... uh, And Jack, CEO, I mean, he basically tweeted this out and said, but they... they, uh, are talking about they're not just talking about they're actually testing and going to make it possible to turn off the chronological not turn off turn on the chronological timeline so this is this is something that you know right. 2016 was it's you know for three years they were talking about it two years ago they did it and we've been there ever since so yeah this is yeah. this is crazy There's been an uproar over it because for two years, a lot of us were like, no, we want the chronological timeline, not an algorithmic timeline. So they changed it on us. There was nothing we could do about it. But the good news is effective this week, there's actually something we can go in and uncheck. And so I've got some screenshots here to show you how to do this on mobile, where you go and uncheck a box and it'll put it back at chronological. But you know, I'm used to the algorithmic now, so I actually kind of like it. But if you um, go into the home settings, get get to your settings here, go to content preferences. There we go. Get to the home screen, click on that, go to content preferences. And once you get to content preferences, it'll open up more options. And this is checked off. This is currently defaulted to show the best tweets first. So that's the algorithmic timeline right there. You tap it 
to uncheck it, and now it'll go back to chronological. So if you want that, it's as simple as making this adjustment. Now, I have done this since Jack tweeted about this, and no change happened. I heard you say that. Okay, I watched that, and I heard you say that. So here's how it works for me, and maybe it's a little different for everyone. And mind you, it's a big rollout, so it's it maybe needs a little bit of time to get just right. But when I go through these steps and I do this, I'll go back over to home, go to the feed, refresh it, and it'll show a few tweets in real time. And some of them will say, oh, six hours, oh, 15 minutes ago. I'll refresh again. And it seems like every time I refresh, it, it gets it more and more back to chronological. Oh, okay. So I'm cool. thinking like you got to give it a little time. So maybe try that experiment and see if you refresh it or just leave it and then check back later in the day. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Cause that was my first reaction was, you know, because I, I am of the mind that chronological timeline is better. This is, of course, opinions differ. What's great yeah. is they're giving us what they're, they're giving us a, a choice. Um, to do this. Uh, let's actually, I want to go into a little bit here, what they actually said, because that's pretty important. Some of the things that they um, told us about what they're wanting to do is, I mean, it, it, apparently it comes down to, or basically it comes down to, they said in these tweets that they have been listening to feedback, which one, them saying that is great, although everybody says that. Um but two, that they have been hearing us say that we, or a number of people at least, have been saying they want chronological timeline back and that they decided, well, no, we went to an, an algorithm because we wanted you to see the best content, not just all the content. But a lot of people, I mean, even, again, this is even on Instagram, which, which was the latest one where everybody's like, let me see everything. Um I know. And then one of the things people uh, that Tim Lewis brought up was that one of the things people really want, though, even over uh, the algorithmic turning on or off button is to be able to edit a tweet. If they tweet it out and then catch a typo, you know, an hour later, it's like, well, it's already out there. Like, I can't edit. Anyway, beside the point, point being, um, they are giving us this choice. They are giving us the ability to turn on or off uh, this this. Um, you know, and what they're and and what you have just walked through, by the way, uh, is actually kind of a stopgap, like in the meantime, kind of a uh, a fix for it, right? They because what they said was we're working on this in a matter of weeks, it will be there, but for now and in the meantime, as even Jack says, uh, you can go and do this. But my issue has always been, uh. <laughs> with the with the non chronological timeline with the algorithm in place i see tweets from people who i am not following and they aren't retweets they are liked tweets that show up because really? my yes and 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 a lot of people a lot of people like a lot of people have uh, have said this so like i'll be scrolling through on twitter and i'll see somebody randomly and i'm like who is this and then it says so and so you do follow it doesn't say that you follow them, but it says so-and-so, and I'm, I'm a follower of them, uh, liked this tweet. And I'm like, then why are you showing it to me? They didn't hit retweet. Come on now. Right? They I mean, didn't like it that much. <laughs> they, well, they, I yeah, remember, they liked it enough, to like, it. They didn't like it enough yeah. to retweet it. So mm-hmm. I remember back when this all started two years ago with algorithmic timeline, that they did say that, you know, it was going to be tweets that they feel would be of value to you. So their algorithm is not perfect, obviously, because it's putting in tweets that are of no value to you, but they think it is. And so, you know, there's machine learning for you. Yeah. And I think that's what it comes down to. But I think the, the fact that they are, I mean, we've never seen a social network do this, where they've put an algorithm in place and then give us a choice. Even Facebook kind of gave us a little bit of that option at one point. But if I'm not mistaken, they've d- kind of done away with that ability to see the newest ones first uh, over time. Right. I'm excited about this change because what Twitter is doing is they're giving us choices. And this is a choice right here. We can either have it checked off or not checked off. Um, I tell you, I was not for this two years ago. I was very against it. But now that I, you know, I go into Twitter all the time, I see a lot of great tweets that I would have missed. 
and I'm really liking it. So I am actually going to keep that checked off and keep it showing my best tweets first. I like it. And I'm not running into the issue you're having, Eric. I'm not seeing a lot of tweets from people I don't follow that, that make no sense to be in my, in my feed. Yeah. I, I wonder what, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with my account then. Some, they must think I like yes. certain things or they something. I try, to, I try to, you know, on all, so, on all social networks that have an algorithm, which is all of them, I try to train it. I try to like certain things, retweet certain things, interact with certain things so that it teaches them what type of content I like. But when that fails, what are you supposed to do? I don't know. So, but yeah, yeah and- this is a huge deal. It is. And a workaround too, if you don't like this, you don't like that, that there's an algorithmic rhythm um, prior to, ha- you know, maybe you, you know, for some of you, you may not see this change yet. They've been rolling it out. You can always do Twitter lists. Twitter lists is always a great workaround because you're customizing your own feeds. So when we're in the home screen, we're simply seeing people that we follow. That's it. So we could go have these customized feeds through Twitter lists and we can design it however we want. It, it can be people we don't even follow because you don't necessarily have to follow someone to go and add them to a list. That's right. Yeah. You, a lot of people forget that, that you could have basically a secret timeline, a secret real timeline of the people that you really want to follow. And then you're following all these other people. That's what a lot of people, that's what a lot of people, that's what a lot of people, they don't admit it, but they do it. So, yeah. So I, I, you know, I, I think that uh, when it comes down to it, we, we need to be clear. The algorithm is not going away. In fact, you've stated, uh, Madeline, that you like the algorithm. Kim, I'm curious, do you like the algorithm or are you going to switch it back and forth? Well, I went and I switched it off last night so that I could see what kind of tweets I got. And I actually realized that I appreciate what the algorithm does for me. It does surface stuff that I'm more interested in. So I switched it back on to well, show the best first. So I'm hearing from you guys, you you both like the algorithm. And yeah. I was like the bad guy, I guess. But uh, <laughs> I know. Well, trust me, I know there's a lot of marketers out there listening to this or watching this that are on my side. Not that this is a debate, but I think if I can figure out that liking thing, those tweets that that I see that are not from people I follow, but from that are tweets that people I follow liked that are when why those are showing up, if I can figure that out, you know, I'll do this. I'll I'll probably leave it on. But again, what they're saying is, is this is going to be a really easy, like you don't have to, from from the way they worded it, it's not going to be as hard to as easy as this was to, to get to the show, the best tweets first, um, that little toggle here where you go into settings and then into here and then into the timeline and then content and all that, like there, from what I'm gathering, it's going to be a switch that's easy to do right out, like right prominently at the top of like your profile somewhere. At least that's mm-hmm. what, what I read makes me think I may be wrong on that. They're yeah, not you can do you can do saying. this on your desktop. It's not just uh, for mobile only. Go to your desktop, the top right. You click on your little profile picture, and uh, you'll see in your settings you can click on. Um, trying to pull mine up real quick so I can show you. I should have uh, sent y'all some screenshots. You go into settings and privacy, and once you're in there, that's the page you want. You'll see in the middle one of the items has content, and then it says show the best tweets first, just like what we see here for mobile. And it's already checked, you would uncheck it. So super easy to do whether you're on mobile or on desktop. Well, and the benefit there uh, is to be able to switch to most recent tweets, and then go search a hashtag and then see them in that right order, that recency order when you're at an event or you're following, you know, maybe it's the Grammys, the Oscars, some, some, you know, sports event, all those kinds of things. So to being able to go back to not just for them to be able to serve up the best content, but then to be also able to do what the, what I think was a strength they may have lost a little bit, which was recency and urgency and immediacy of tweets and tweeting something out there and everyone seeing it right away. I think this is kind of a great compromise. What do you think? I agree. I totally agree. I think this is great because you're taking care of everybody. Yeah. Well, this isn't the only thing they've talked about doing. So they are also experimenting with threaded replies and status indicators. Uh, Madeline, have you seen the threaded replies, the screenshots for this? I have. And it's interesting because they're in real time. They're gone. I don't see them anymore. But they 
And this was just a very, very small test. Really, I think the only person that had this was one of the product people at Twitter. And this is this is uh, some examples here of her doing this where they're trying to make it look more like, say, Reddit, you know, with the way the threads are. And they even did a test with color coding. I don't know if we have that on the screenshot yeah, that's here. that's the one that really stood out to me. It's really mind. interesting. Yeah. yeah. But if you go back to Sarah Hader's account, it's gone. So they, they were testing this, um, uh, I think it was the end of last month. It was August 31st. And I went over it when they announced this. I went to her profile and I was looking at it. It was very interesting, very different, but interesting. So they like to do tests and try things to very, very small groups to get feedback. And it'll be a test where only a few people can actually do it, but the rest of us can see it. So we can actually see what it looks like and give, you know, they were asking, you know, she wanted feedback and she got lots of replies to that one tweet. Yeah. And apparently, yeah, if you go over there, it's not working now. It was working. So that's really strange. But I mean, essentially, there was the color coding stuff, which I think really helped. But from what I saw of the screenshots, it looked like a way to understand who is replying to who and in what order and all of that, like we've become accustomed to on Facebook. People forget we didn't even have threaded comments for a long time on Facebook. And I don't know how we ever lived in a world yeah. that, you know, you, you know, like yeah. and even, even recently we forget LinkedIn groups and the stuff we talked about with that recently on the show and the overhaul they've done. They only just now added threaded comments, which is supposed to make that better. So. Well, Google Plus was ahead of everybody on that. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah, you probably even before Facebook, I believe. Oh, so. yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, uh, I mean, again, this is another, I think it, I mean, it's understated. People would think, oh, threaded replies. Eh. But I think it's understated. I think it's a huge deal. And I think, honestly, sometimes when scrolling through Twitter and scrolling and scrolling and reading and scrolling and commenting and replying, and scrolling, you can get lost in figuring out yep. who's saying what to who at all because it's just one yeah. long like thread. So I really hope that they they bring this out. Um, I do too. Yeah. I think this will be great for Twitter chats. I mean, can you yes. imagine Twitter oh, chats? Yeah. Because oh. it can get a little insane. And so I think it would be awesome to see this working on a Twitter chat. Yeah, I, since we've been doing one now for for seven weeks. Uh, with uh, hashtag SME chat Wednesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern plug. Um, Great plug. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a frantic flurry of tweets, more so on yours, I'm sure. And it's like, you want to know who's saying what to who, and you can kind of go back to be able, I mean, I think it would be a huge thing for tweet chats and the the, the value of them days after the chat itself takes place to be able to go right. back and just scroll through like you do on a Facebook post. Like you go to a Facebook post and then you go, oh, and then you follow a thread all the way through and maybe add something. And then you go back up and then it's like the next thread. And I would love to see that happen with Twitter. It would be huge. So. Yeah, I think it would be great. So we're kind of at a wait and see right now on this yeah. one because they've completely stopped it. But when they made this announcement, the other thing they said about this, they were experimenting with was status indicator and yes. letting us know if people are alive. And there was a lot of debate about that because a lot of people said, I don't want people to know when I'm live on Twitter. You know, we can do this on Instagram. And I mean, it's kind of interesting. What do y'all think of that? Because on Instagram, it's like, oh, I know when someone's live. So I might want to DM them. Yeah, I, I, like I, I like it. I'm cool with it if they give us the choice. Yes. And, and Twitter decide. is saying that Twitter has said, if we do this, we will give you the choice. Okay. Yeah, because great. if they do that, if they give me the choice to say, you know what? No, for, for a while now, uh, I don't want people to know if I'm on Twitter. I'm just here stalking. I'm just here lurking. Fine. But if I go in and turn it on so that people can know or the, even the option of whenever I open the app, wherever I open the app, go ahead, show my indicator. But I want that choice. So yeah, absolutely. Facebook Messenger. I already I turn that off all the time because I'm like, I don't want people knowing I'm on here when I'm here. So they send me messages while I'm supposed to be working. I mean, I am working. <laughs> You know, so, yeah, I don't like <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but wait, there's more. 
I was just so, going to say that. You beat me to it. I was, when well, you were going to say the next thing, I would say, but wait, there's more. We have it. lots more. There's so yeah, much to talk more. about. Yeah. So so you take it, this next one. The, the They're redesigning Explore, which yes. that's fine. But the bookmarks on the web instead of just in mobile, that's a huge oh my gosh. for me. Huge, huge. I am so excited about this one. Um, I just want to say bookmarks, which I was so I was so looking forward to it. They were talking about it for quite a while last year. They launched it on February 28th. Where were we on February 28th? Hmm. We're all at social media marketing world. I remember where I was. I was in line checking in at my hotel when I found out Twitter bookmarks was available. And I mean, I was bookmarking away. I was so excited. But the drawback is it was for mobile only. We could not do this on desktop. Yes. And so what Twitter has announced um, is that they're looking, this is just, they're thinking about it, but they they are testing this new design, this new layout, which I actually have access to. It's cool. super cool. And in there on desktop, you can access your bookmark. So how exciting. This is what it looks like. They kind of scrunched everything up. We're not going to have, if they go through with this, you know, before we had that very wide cover image, header image at the top, like you see my big Madeline Sklar. Normally, that's 1,500 pixels across by 500 pixels tall. You can see that is not the case. They literally cut it like almost in half. So the layout is a little different. But once you're in here, you can click on the top right on your profile picture to get to the menu. And once in there, one of the options is bookmarks. And they're all there. All the ones you've been doing on mobile. They're right there waiting to open. I'm so excited. So we'll see what happens with this. They're just testing it to a small group. I was honored that I was uh, given access. Yeah, that's awesome. I wish I had that. I I mean, I remember back, gosh, I'm going to get the time wrong, but I think maybe two years ago, at least one year ago, probably more like two years ago, maybe three, when they switched over from the stars, the favorites, over to the hearts, when there was this whole implication of, well, I, I favorite tweets to come back to them. That's my bookmarks on Twitter. And now it's like, I liked it. And it's almost like an endorsement. And when they came out with bookmarks, that was just, oh, well, now we have bookmarks. We can use bookmarks. We don't, but then it's like, dang it, we can't, I can't take what I've got on mobile over to desktop. This is the missing piece. Twitter, roll this out. I want to be able to bookmark on either and get to both of them, whichever I'm on. This would be huge. So. Yeah, I, I'm so excited. I think we all can benefit from having this feature available on desktop. So uh, it, we're just going to wait and see right now. They're just they're testing this. I, I have found some issues with this new layout. For instance, I'm all in on doing Twitter moments, which is basically curating tweets together. I do it for both of my Twitter chats each week. And when you go, you don't even see it on here. But when you do finally find it, I, I couldn't add a new one. It, it didn't give me the ability. So uh, one of the things they're doing is if you do have this available and the way you know is just go to your browser, click on your uh, on the pull down menu at the top right. And if you have it at the bottom, it'll let you know. It'll say, try the new Twitter. And uh, once I'm in the new Twitter and I get there, nothing. So when you, you can, go, it says you can go back to legacy, which is the current Twitter. And so when I go back to legacy, a little box pops up and asks me for uh, like a little mini survey. They want to hear what I think about it. So I let them know that, hey, Twitter moments is not working properly. So hopefully they're they're working out all these little kinks. Yeah. So we'll Well, see. In other Twitter news. So not only have they done the algorithm and uh, the other stuff we mentioned, they're working with live broadcasts on mobile to prioritize them. And I saw this this morning. I went into Twitter on mobile and right there at the top, when I opened it up was Joel Com live right then. And I thought, oh, I'm wow. sold. This is cool. I can do yep. this. So, yeah. Yeah. Essentially- this is exciting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been talking cool. this. I've been talking this up since it came out. I'm so excited because what Twitter is doing is giving is making it easier for us to find and consume live video. And we don't always think about doing live video on Twitter. I mean, let's face it, who who goes to compose a tweet and hits that live button? Not too many people, but I'm urging everyone to start doing it now because we're getting seen 
more frequently. I've had so many people tell me in the past week, they see my broadcast because when you're in the home screen on that home feed at the top, it'll show you who of your followers is broadcasting live right now. So they're seeing me do these live broadcasts. I'm doing more because of this. So it just becomes this great snowball effect. And then you'll see, like you mentioned, Joe Calm, a couple of days ago, I just casually went on to Twitter on my phone. And at the top, it was showing Kara Swisher from Recode. And I was a little intrigued. So I was watching this for a few minutes. And she literally was at a rest stop on a highway, just sitting in her car, talking about uh, what was trending on Twitter at the moment, which was Time Magazine being bought by Mark Beninoff. And she just sat there and talked about it and taking questions. She literally read every question that people asked her. And it made for an interesting conversation. Now, I don't normally pay attention to her live stream. So I probably wouldn't have noticed this had it not been at the top of my feed because I do follow her on Twitter. So I think that's really interesting. And then I called Pat Flynn a few days ago. He was doing a test. I know we're going to talk about this in a moment of this new audio only feature. And it is still tied into doing the live feature. So it showed him at the top of my feed and it showed, you know, Pat Flynn is live. So I clicked on it and he was doing the audio only feature and just doing a test. So I think this is huge news. I think everyone should really look at using the live feature is as easy as tapping a button when you're in compose a tweet. Yeah. When we, when we do our expert AMAs that we do on Wednesday afternoons on our Facebook page, we also go over to Periscope slash Twitter. So added benefit, hey, now people will be able to see that as well over on Periscope and in, if they're in the Twitter app. Um, so this is going to be pretty cool to see uh, happen. Um, the audio only thing then is cool because this, you know, I mean, I know Madeline, you're, you, you do lots of stuff that has to do with uh, live video, but not everybody's comfortable with doing live video, but they want to go right. live. So having the idea to be able to go live without video and just talk and have people listen. And then on the be- extra added benefit for people to be able to um, not have to watch, but just listen, that's also pretty cool. So they're testing this uh, on iOS right now. And yeah, I mean, sometimes you want to talk without being on camera, like they say, and do audio only. I think this is really cool. I think so too. A lot of people are not comfortable on, with video. That's why I have a program helping women overcome, you know, their fears of doing live video. Um, it is very prevalent out there, and and I I get it. A lot of people are just not comfortable having themselves on video, so they're a little more comfortable if it was audio only. So I think this is going to be a popular feature. Everyone that has been using it has raved about it. It's super simple to do. What you see here uh, in this example, when you go, is same as before what we were just talking about, you go to compose a tweet, you hit the live button. This is for iOS only right now. Everybody can see it. Doesn't matter if you're on Android, you can see it on Android, but only iOS users can actually do this feature at the moment. When you go to compose a tweet, it looks just like this screen right here. You tap on that microphone button and it will turn the video portion off, but leave the audio part on and you go live and you are now streaming a live audio. So this can be popular if if you're into podcasting and you want to yeah. start playing around with a live version and you can see people talk in real time, asking you questions. I, I think a lot of people are going to use this to do live shows. I think it'll be fun. Yeah, I could see that and even do this. And then if you're able to, I don't, I, maybe you have to do this on a different device, uh, maybe go to desktop, do it on mobile, but then on desktop, have your tweet that's the audio tweet there, but then see the comments as they come in maybe to be able to reply to them. That'd be pretty cool. It's almost, Again, it's almost like an audio AMA or a, a fireside chat, like in the olden days with radio. So very cool. Yeah. These are all, I mean, Madeline, with all these things we just talked about, what I mean, you always are excited about Twitter, but and Kim, I want your opinion as well. Like, what do you think of Twitter now? I'm just excited that they have they're making so many innovations and they seem to really be listening to their audience and making all of these changes. And look at the options that they're giving um creators to choose from. I think it's I, you know, I think it's really awesome. I 
I like that they're putting the live at the top. And I'm just going to plug Madeline's course real quick because <laughs> she does have the uh, video like a rock star course. And I did take it and I learned so much. It was such a great course. So just going to throw that out there. You're welcome. And I put the right link in. Sorry, Grace, that was an old link. Uh, I just popped in a new one. It's just MadelineSchoolar.com slash mastermind. Thank you, Kim, for the nice testimonial. I appreciate that. But there's so many people out there that they want to do video, but they're they're either not sure how to start or they want to have someone help them and, and work with them. And so, yeah, I offer a program that basically I hold your hand for three weeks as a group and it's awesome. So thank you, Kim. Yeah. No, yeah, very nice. Very nice group. Awesome. Well, as we wrap up, uh, I want to say again, thank you, Madeline, for being here. And we will see you on the on the on, stage. On Twitter. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, on, on, on stage Twitter. talking about Twitter. There's one big stage, but also on the social media marketing world stage. <laughs> yeah, my fourth year in a row. I'm so excited. I'm, oh, wow. I'm wow. excited to, with again, with all the changes that we just talked about, how different a landscape Twitter will feel like come time for the, because again, I could ask you right now, hey, what are you speaking on, Madeline? But you're like, Twitter, and then you've got to <laughs> modify it between then and now and then because we always yeah, have changes. up-to-date content at the event. So Social Media Marketing World 2019, smmw19.com. Join us, join Madeline and 7,000 other marketers. It's going to be awesome. Like I I get excited every, more excited, I should say, every time we do this show because we get to talk with you guys and see the news and all that. So, but again, Madeline, thank you so much for being here. Uh, Thank you you so much. There's so much to talk about. I can't believe we were able to do a whole thing. When when did we ever do a 30 minute segment on just Twitter? I know, right? When was the last time we did that? This This is huge. I and it Twitter. could have gone longer. Could have gone longer. I know. But. There was something they did last night that I found, like a, another oh. feature, very small, but just a little video thing. I actually. A couple, couple weeks. Yeah. We'll, we'll come back and we'll talk about that. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Thanks Madeline. Madeline. See you soon. Bye. All right. So, again, huge stuff from Twitter. Kim, I mean, I, I, I'm impressed. I'm impressed with Twitter. Mm-hmm. Twitter has been my favorite in the past. I think it may still be my favorite, even though, again, I was talking about some of the things I don't like about it. But the stuff that I do like is overshadows it. Uh, Speaking of people I like, here's Jeff C. Thanks for being here, Jeff. Thanks so much. First of all, I want to say I love your new background. Eric Fisher is rocking the Dewey Decimal System. Uh, But I do want to tell you, there there is a thing called Wikipedia that you can use. (laughs) Oh, That's amazing. You can, all those things above your head, you know, I feel like I'm back in grade school, but. Those encyclopedias, but whatever. Yeah. Looks yeah. Good. Don't worry looks about straight. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the new background. It looks great. Uh, no, no. And I won't go into, uh, I'm in a different location today because of an emergency situation with my power being out at my house. And I was just like, oh, all right, gosh. well, let's, let's do this somewhere else. And I just happened to roll have with a friend who, video. Has, who is a professor at a university. And he said, yeah, I'm, you can use my office all day if you want. And I'm like, all right. Thank you. Well, so, makes you look here. Very, I am very collegiate. You roll with it. Mm-hmm. This is what we do. As well, so. double doors. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Jeff, let me give you an intro. Okay, go ahead. Not that people don't know who you are, but you're the owner Sorry. and creative director at His Design Incorporated, where you work to help clients market themselves in the best way possible using a variety of mediums over for, for over 14 years. He's also headbeard at Manly Pinterest Tips, where he's the creator and host of the Manly Pinterest Tip Show with top tips, comedy, storytelling, and just plain fun. Jeff teaches Pinterest techniques unlike any other. Jeff is also the social team, is also on the social team. At social, you are the social team is what I basically just said. No, I'm not. Not true. It's a team. It's, not. it's a team. Yeah. Yes, team effort. But uh, we're not going to talk Pinterest yet. First, we're going to talk Instagram. We're going to talk about yes. Instagram shopping which I yeah. think is becoming a recurring topic because we every time we talk about Instagram and shopping, we have this this question of, well, are you buying stuff off Instagram? And, and the answer to me is yes, even though I'm not a, quote, shopper. Like, I see mm. things on Instagram and I buy them, but that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about new stuff, brand new yeah. stuff. So, yes. clue us in. I, I think this is going to be huge for a lot of people. 
Yes. So the big thing is, is now you can have shoppable, uh, you can shop from stories. And so one of the big stats they threw out is it's now a daily destination for uh, more than 400 million accounts globally. And the, the cool thing is one third of those are stories from businesses, because you would think that, you know, they're going to swipe right through businesses. But no, people are actually watching those stories. And so the cool thing now is with stories, you can use if you're a business, you need a business business account for this, is they have what are called product stickers. But they work just like um, you would use if you have you've been using them in, in the post in the feed, actually having a picture and then having it. So there's a little shopping tag. And if you pause long enough, there's a little dot you can click on and it goes to your checkout page. Uh, for your store, um, like oh, right here, Kim. This is what it looks like now for stories. And you can see it says uh, a silk button down cami. That's the Instagram shopping stickers. In fact, I look fabulous in that, by the way. Um, I was but, thinking uh, how cute it is. Yeah, you know, so it, it looks it looks great. It keeps me cool. So, um, so on this picture, though, I got a question. So yeah, there's, there's a little like transparent kind of a piece that comes up off of right. the sticker. Um, that's when you touch it. That's when you touch the sticker. So when Before you touch the looks, sticker, that comes up. Then the C right. detail goes up and you tap that. Right. Okay. Yes. And it, and it works kind of like an app mention. You can tap it once and it changed to like a transparent background like you can do with the with the other uh, stickers on Instagram. But it works just the same way as it, the uh, shoppable posts in the feed. And the cool thing is, is when this news broke, I went to, because some of my clients have uh, we've had shoppable posts for a long time and we use them almost every day. And I had that sticker on my account. So it worked yeah. seamlessly. I didn't have to enable anything. It, I just went to the story and it worked. And it was just another option with when you pull up your stickers uh, to add that to your post. So it's very, very cool. Very, very seamless. They do something that um, they let you, they go to your mobile version to check out. So it's just directing them when you shut, when you set up the uh, product on your Facebook account or with Shopify, one of the things you have to do is, you know, it goes to your checkout process. So it, you have to have a mobile version of your site and it goes right there. Instagram really doesn't have anything to do with it. It just uh, takes you to that checkout page, but it makes it very, very seamless. Now, is this for products only? Or for example, like could Kim set this up to where, we'd be able to have a social media marketing world sticker that if people tapped it would have a see details and then would take them I, over. To the it does. It takes them to the, the, the actual checkout page. So it's like the, the cart where it has a description of whatever you're purchasing. And then, you know, you finish up by clicking to purchase that way. So we could, and in fact, I actually emailed Kim this morning saying, Hey, can we do this? Because even if we make well, one sale, it's worth doing. I knew you did. I was just presenting it as, right. a, as a hypothetical. Oh, okay. That's right. I, I did mention it. Too. So <laughs> I think it, I, it would work. I think it's it's another thing. You know, people say, yeah. oh, big ticket items. I've bought a lot of big ticket items through uh, my phone. I think it's getting less and less with Apple Pay and all that stuff that's built into your phone. I think people are really getting comfortable, especially the the younger generations with paying for stuff with their phone. I mean, I actually got airline flights for my wife because on her phone because I was like I was in a restaurant and she had to get back real quick. So yeah. I think people are getting more and more comfortable with spending, you know, money on big ticket items. Well, so this really dives into being able to just make it more uh, useful for, yeah. for businesses. Well, but even in even in re recent episodes of the journey, we and you can go watch those and you can see that like the findings are that it's not just they either buy or they don't. It's that they get exposed to something and then they think about it and get a in uh right not introduced. What's the word? Exposed to it enough times right. over time. So even if buying. it's not that yeah, even if it's not that first point of sale, it's that extended like you know you, you get them in on a story as right. either the first point or even one of the many touch points in between them eventually becoming a purchaser. So yeah, so. Also, when they were they they rolled this out as a test at the beginning, and so like they had this is the number that shocked me. It's ninety million people already tap at shopping tags. So that was just when they were rolling out the test. This is not since the global rollout that they just uh, announced. So there's a lot of people who are doing this. And the cool thing as a business, you're able to see the number of taps on the shopping sticker, how many people tap through to the website. Um, and they partnered, I mean, and it's really super easy if you have a Shopify account. And, you know, Shopify has like 500, I mean, half a million people who use their their platform. Yeah. That now can just tie in 
you can do it with the cool thing is it's just like you just add it like i added pinterest i added instagram and now i have all that stuff all on one platform and it's really really cool um so it's going to make it really easy for people to use these shoppable stickers okay so what do we need to do to get in on this like who can do it is it available to everybody um, if you can add something to your Facebook, for me, you know, for the, the big account that has the shoppable stickers, I didn't have a Shopify account. I was able to add it uh, as through the Facebook catalog. You know, you can have those, uh, you can have your catalog on Facebook gotcha. and do it that way. And it, it transfers right to your Instagram store. So that's how I did it. Now you can also do it. And I've done it for some, like mainly plunder and stuff. Uh, one of my, my t-shirt site that I test stuff on, <laughs> I've been able to add, you know, Pinterest and Instagram to that as well. So it's real. And that's a Shopify site. So that's really, really seamless. Uh, so those are kind of the ways to, to add it to your site. But once you have it on Facebook where you can sell, you should be able to just go right to Instagram and the catalog. You can, once you upload something to Facebook, it, automatically adds to your catalog and you can see it inside of Instagram and you can tag it that way. And you just tag it like a normal post. Very cool. All right. Well, we're going to have to look into this. Yes. Yeah, um, we can do that. One of the things I do want to say, you know, people ask the question, what about IGTV, their newest thing? Well, they mentioned in this uh, kind of breaking news that uh, they're not really thinking about adding it right now. They may do it in the future, but they don't have any plans to make, you know, shopping tools to, to the live video part of it. And the other thing, and te- I think TechCrunch brought this up, is like, t- don't just build your platform. Now, we, everybody's like, oh, we've got, we can sell stuff on Instagram. Remember what happened with Facebook back in the day when they had, you know, the, all the publishers were able to put their stories on Facebook. And then all of a sudden, you know, Facebook cut, you know, the, the fire hose pretty much. And everything dried up and a lot of people were scrambling to figure out how to get traffic and, you know, their, their uh, products out and all that stuff. So you know, use this as one of your channels, but don't do it all. You know, don't go all in and say, I'm just going to sell on Instagram because that's where all my people are. You still want to, you know, get them on your newsletter, bring them to your website, because this is brand new. And we all know how Facebook does when they have something brand new. They do it really, really easy for people to get in and get really sucked into the platform. And it's really cheap and the ads are cheap and everything's cheap. And then they start going, hey, you guys all like this, so we're going to start charging. And then you're kind of yeah. up the creek without a poodle. So I've never had that happen. But yeah. uh, so speaking of other places that people do shop, Pinterest, which yes. is also in your wheelhouse, has had some really major updates as well. Yeah, I want to back up real quick because we forgot one thing. They, oh, are, yeah, yeah. Doing, yeah. they are doing um, Explore. Uh, to, this is even, you know, if you have a product, yeah. they're actually starting to roll out. And this is te- this is testing. This is still in testing. I don't have it. I checked all my accounts. But in the Explorer, the Explorer section of Instagram, there's going to be a new shopping section. So if you're just in the mood to shop, they're going to, that's an algorithm based on stuff that you like and that have shoppable uh, tags to them. There'll be a section where you can just go and that's all you see in, in your feed is stuff that you can shop and buy. And so that is just testing right now. But it's a great way for businesses to maybe get discovered uh, and not just from your own followers, but it's a discovery place right there on Instagram. Yeah. Very cool. I love that. Okay. So I jumped the gun. Yeah. Pinterest came out with new numbers. They have over a quarter of a billion users worldwide. That's a 25% increase. 80% of the new signups come uh, from outside the U.S. But um, one of the cool things is that this company, you know, Pinterest is kind of, You've got the big boys like Facebook and Instagram, and then you've got on the other side is like Twitter and kind of LinkedIn, and then Pinterest kind of just shoots right in the middle. But they're really on track to do some cool things. Uh, they're on track to top 700 million in revenue this year, and it's a, uh, a 50% increase over last year. And it's speculated that they're probably going to go public in 2019. But mm. um, anyway, there's there's more than 250 million people who use Pinterest each month. And they say it's, you know, well, it's more than the population of Brazil, but, you know, whatever. Um, but it's it's a lot of people are using Pinterest. And they're actually saying that, uh, according to a Nielsen study, 98% of pinners, they go out and try ideas that they find on Pinterest. Um, and that's way more than like 71% of the other social media platforms. Um, the other other apps and social platforms are, are all about connecting with friends and inviting more people to join. Pinterest, they say, is the place to reconnect with yourself. And the one of the reasons I like Pinterest, it's not really a social media platform. It's it's 
it's designed for sharing and collecting ideas more than, you know, like catching up with what Eric's doing. You know, right. what, there's no fake news. There's it's no not- political. There's no political posts. It's just, you know, and and I love Facebook for friends, but some live videos, I really, you're, I'm sorry, but your your kid isn't that talented to stream their live dance recital. I'm sorry. I don't need, unless I'm like, that's my cousin or something. I don't, yeah. I don't need to see that. Yeah. So Pinterest yeah. is refreshing in that way that you don't have that kind of stuff. All right. And they, and they want to be that way. So, and they're also, they have 175 uh, billion pins now on Pinterest and that's up for, from 75%. So um, yeah, it's growing. If you're not on there, especially if you have a product or you're trying to drive traffic to your site. Once again, I always preach this. You, you, you need to be on Pinterest because they've been adding new features. They have the Pinterest lens. They got new ways to organize stuff. Now you can pin video. We're actually doing that with the journey and we're seeing yes. some traffic that way. So, um, it's, it's very, very cool. So get on Pinterest. Yeah. Uh, so then yeah. if we were to, we've, we're saying all this, you know, Pinterest jazz to marketers, but jazz, jazz. Pinterest, yeah, Pinterest jazz. Uh, I won't even try to come up with a joke. Pinterest is launching an influencer <laughs> marketing API. Right. I'm like, well, wait, but if you're not a social network, I guess it still makes sense though, for, because of how many people are, are they're really, driving they're, traffic. Yeah, and they're really going for creators because so right. many creators put their stuff on Pinterest to get traffic back to their site. So what this is doing, and there are already Pinterest influencers out there where people are getting, you know, deals to pin so much. You know, they'll work with Target and Pinterest together to do stuff. We've had Holly Homer on the show, and I know she's done deals uh, with people with Pinterest. Uh, Peg Fitzpatrick, I know, has done some some cool stuff as an influencer you know, part of the package is that they'll do so many much stuff for them on Pinterest. And so this is a new API, which is opened up to third-party influencer marketing platforms. And those platforms are like Open Influence, Hyper, Clear, Aspire IQ. And we've got a whole list, you know, in their thing. But it's it's for those companies that are working with influencers. And what it does is it gives uh, companies who are looking for influencers like uh, visibility with their key stats, like monthly views, followers, impressions, click-through, saves, something they need to do to make a decision to partner with those influencers. And so uh, it's a it's a great way that they're they're really reaching out. Pinterest had a big uh, gathering in, in their corporate headquarters where they got a bunch of these creators together and talked with them. They do a really good job, and they're really trying to get more people getting involved in listening to and helping out the creators, helping them to make money by putting their products on Pinterest. And so uh, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, it, it sounds like one of the missing pieces as far as what marketers needed uh, in order to really have some success on Pinterest, which again, is one of those networks that's being rediscovered all the time. Like in the past, I'm telling you, in the past few weeks, I've seen people say, uh, oh, people are still using Pinterest. And then others respond, yes, it's my biggest driver of traffic. Right. Like, so there's there's been a... a since Facebook kind of put the kibosh on a lot of the traffic, you know, for a lot of publishers and even bloggers and other influencers, publishers have seen this resurgence in traffic from Pinterest because of the the new Pinterest, I mean, the new Facebook newsfeed. So uh, BuzzFeed, actually, I was reading a report, they actually go and use Pinterest to see as a barometer how good a post is. And uh, some of their activity that they even do more of Pinterest is driven how what people are sharing to Pinterest, like somebody will see something funny on the web from BuzzFeed and they'll pin it to Pinterest. Well, that's a signal to BuzzFeed that that's good content. And they use, you know, they put more oomph behind it. They share it out to different places. They may retweet it or do whatever. And so they're using Pinterest as kind of a barometer to see what's working. So because um, pin is almost more permanent in a sense. It's I yeah. curated this. I collected. Right. This. That's a good point. Right. And the other thing is, is publishers and advertisers on Pinterest, they're not competing with friend content on, on, on Pinterest. So like on Facebook, you are competing against, like I said, the, the dance recital or whatever of your <laughs> friends. On Pinterest, you don't have that. You're not, you're not competing. You're competing with other content or, or, or a pretty image, a better looking image, or that's kind of what you're competing against. You're not competing against that whole family and friends things because people are going to Pinterest to dream and to plan and to, you know, think outside of the box and, you know, discover new things. Um, and that's the cool thing about this influencer API is a, 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 a Pinterest creator's influences extends 
uh, farther than just the number of people who follow them. So because of the way the Pinterest algorithm works, just because I pin some, if I pin something about, you know, how Pinterest and Shopify work together, just not my followers are going to see it. People who are interested in Shopify will see it and people who are interested in Pinterest will see it and they will show up in their algorithm, depending on how many people are, are repinning it. And so when people, when they look at that number, it's just not that number of your followers. It's exponentially larger than that because of the way Pinterest works. Yeah. yeah. So, well, that is a great place to close it down and say like, look, check out Pinterest and um, check out the Instagram uh, shopping stuff we talked about. You can find all of that in our show notes every week on Saturday. Uh, we dig deep. We uh, Grace Duffy, who's our show producer, she pulls that all together. Credit to her. She does an amazing job. Um, Jeff, thanks for being here. And while you're on camera, thanks for simulcasting this for us. We couldn't do this. No, I, want, I want to be mentioned when I'm off camera too, please. Yes. Okay. So jump off and I'll say it again. Yeah. Um, bye. bye. All right. Thank you to Jeff C for simulcasting this, <laughs> this episode of the social media marketing talk show and the social media marketing talk show podcast. Kim, thanks for being here and being a great co-host as usual. And we want you to share this show with somebody. If you're on watching it live, share it. If you're listening to it later as a podcast, share it. We'd love for you to do that. You can find it in all those places, Facebook, Twitter, Periscope, et cetera, YouTube, um, and then also iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Just search for Social Media Marketing Talk Show and share it with people that you know need to hear and or watch this content. Also, let people know that you already bought your ticket to Social Media Marketing World 2019. And if you haven't, go do that first. But then go tell people, friends, coworkers to join you and go over to smmw19.com to do that and share that with them. And then next week, we will see you Friday, September 28th, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. You can get this on your calendar by going to socialmediaexaminer.com slash live show. And with that, I will say have a great weekend. We will see you next week. And uh, uh, happy marketing. (laughs) Have a great weekend, everyone. Bye. Bye. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.